I'm Luke. And I'm Ollie. And we love our sport, don't we? Yes, we do. I've been lucky enough to work in sport and volunteer in a few different sports and really love watching my two young boys, including Oliver right next to me, participate in a whole range of different sports and seeing the joy and excitement that that provides them. And I'm Molly and I'm a total sports nut and love all sports. And we hope you enjoy our podcast. Hello and welcome to One Hand, One Bounce. I'm here with Oliver. Hello, listeners. How are you today? Good. That's good. Got a lot to talk about today, don't we? Yeah. Some cross-country running and ultramarathons um, for something different. NBA, mm-hmm. cricket, tennis, golf, soccer, mm-hmm. AFL. Yeah. Not much we're not covering. No. Maybe a bit of sailing and darts. Yeah. Lawn bowls. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll crack into it. Um, cross country. Mm. There was the uh, Division A of the uh, primary schools cross country the other day, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Last week. Yeah. And you know that because you're in it. Mm-hmm. Well done, mate. You made the team. Thanks. Congratulations. Mm, yeah. You had to train three times a week before school. Because um, you'd finished, where did you finish in your year at the school? Cross-country? Seventh. Seventh. And it was only the top six that went through. Mm-hmm. So you had to um, push your way forward and um, through your training and attitude. And you were able to be picked in the team. So well done, mate. Thanks. And you had a good run. You came 46? Fifth. Wow. 45th. Yeah, yeah, 45th out of 114, I think we worked out, because it was yeah. 19 schools, six runners each school. Yeah, well, no, Lauderdale have two teams. Oh, so 120 runners. Yeah, it's sort of how though. Yeah. But I don't know anyway. if they count as a separate school. In yeah, okay. Oh, maybe. Not. Anyway, there was over 100 runners, mm-hmm. probably more like 130, 140, and you came 45th, mate. Yeah. And you weren't far off. The top 20, like you were probably less than 10 seconds off the top 20. Yeah. Well done, mate. Thanks. And your team? Come for, second. No, but for the oh. for the grade. So you, your school came second yeah. in the Division A, which is still mm. a very good result. But your team, the Grade 3 boys. Four? Grade 4 boys, sorry. Well, you were Grade 3 last year. Grade 4 boys finished first. Yeah. Well done, mate. Thanks. So, the logical next step for you in your running would be to go in the Ultra X World Championship. No? No. Okay. Well, we mentioned that because that's just been going on in Slovenia and we've been uh, watching on Instagram. They ran... 265 kilometres over five days. Wow. With some massive elevation. So their their first day was their easy day. It was 44 kilometre run, so a marathon. And uh, there was 1,400 metres elevation. Oh, that's pretty easy. <laughs> so, yeah, well done to Jackie Bell, who I followed for a little while. She came fourth in the girls, so she's an Australian. And um, she became the youngest person in the world, I think, to run 
an ultra marathon on every continent. Wow. Pretty impressive stuff. So, yeah, if you want to be inspired for your running, um, have a follow of Ultra X on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, some pretty amazing athletes out there. I don't think many people will be running that far, though. <laughs> and that's a good little um, plug for an upcoming episode we recorded the other day with Alad Vince, mm-hmm. who has uh, a passion for running and trail running. So we spoke a bit about that with him. So, yeah, give that a listen when that episode comes out in the next few weeks. All right, on to NBA. What's happening there, Oliver? Uh, well, the grand, the finals have been on. Yeah. Finals because the finals before the final <laughs> are the playoffs. Uh, so is so it? I think it's the finals, <laughs> and the ones before the finals are, are the, the playoffs. playoffs. Right. So I think. essentially what we would call the grand final yes. is going on the grand final series. And who's playing? Uh, Golden State and Boston. Yeah, and what's the score? What's two all. Two all in the series. After two games in Boston and two games in San Francisco. Yeah. And we watched a bit of the game yesterday, didn't we? Because it was, yeah, it's it was the, on the weekend. It's the only game in the series that will be on a weekend. Yeah. And uh, so that was in Boston at TD Garden. Yeah. And uh, Boston looked like they were going to win, but Golden State just kept finding a way to get in front. And Steph Curry was... Um, Scored like 42 points or something. And he missed a few early. Yeah. But last quarter he was ridiculous. And... They got up by a few points and they were quite a comfortable margin in the end, eight or ten or something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's an interesting series going on now. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your tip? Who do you, who do you want to win? Who's your I tip? I want Boston to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And on to cricket news. What's been happening there? There's a few things to mention. Um. There's some test matches on, some T20s on. So overnight, Australia played Sri Lanka in the third T20. And lost. And lost. Sri Lanka scored 59 off the last three overs to take the win. Bit opposite of Australia's death bow in the first T20. Yeah. They, yeah, they strangled Sri Lanka. They were, they lost 7 for 28 or something. 9 for 28. 9 for 28, was it? Sorry. Yeah, to collapse and Australia got it done easy in the chase, so or relatively easy. So, yeah, two one result for Australia still. It's not bad for Australia considering Sri Lanka aren't a bad T Twenty side, and it's in Sri Lanka. Yeah. As in, at least our well, like our home World Cup is in Australia, so Australian conditions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we are the reigning champions. Yeah. So that's why we should have some confidence. That's why I said like it's. Okay result, seeing as we want to be winning yeah. series. And really, aside from that remarkable uh, last three overs in the chase... We dominated. Australia was the better side over the three games, so yeah. promising signs there. Um, you mentioned a test match going on, so England playing New Zealand mm-hmm. over in England. That's the yeah, second test. Yeah, or, um, just, ju- just justifying, it is over in England... Because in the second test match, England sent New Zealand in to bat 
Yeah, they, well, under English conditions. Yeah, they only scored 553. Sorry? Yeah, I, that's why I'm justifying it's in England. It's not in India or Pakistan. <laughs> wow, that's a pretty amazing first inning score after you sent into bat. Thanks, England. Thanks largely to who scored the hundreds? Uh, Daryl Mitchell scored 190 and Tom Blundell scored 106. And Daryl Mitchell, I think it was back-to-back hundreds from the first test. Mm. And I think he only sort of got picked because New Zealand's had a few injuries and whatnot, so he wasn't automatic selection. Well, not now. And so the first test result, England got up in a seesawing battle. Um, New Zealand were on top of various stages but mm. England also had um had a stranglehold at different stages as well. So England ended up winning, but New Zealand obviously in a strong position now in the second well, test. England won for ninety one, so Yeah, okay. Could we'll possibly easily be a draw because that's after two days and no England. I wouldn't mm. be surprised if it rains for a day or two. <laughs> Can lock that in. And meanwhile Joe Root um, scored his ten thousandth test run, and he in became the first test. in the first test, and he became the sh- uh, the quickest to do that in terms of years and days. So it was nine years and something or other days. One hundred and eleven so. days or something. So he became the first one to do that within ten years of his debut, and I think he was the fourteenth player to mm. score ten thousand test runs. Um. And only the second Englishman after Alistair Cook. Oh, yeah. And in other news, uh, Ricky Ponting has signed as the Hobart Hurricanes head of strategy. Yeah. Big news in Tasmania especially, but probably in national cricket news. That's quite Mm. big. Yeah. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. He's going to be responsible for appointing the new coach of the men's Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. And also have some responsibility over players and, and which ones they're going to recruit and that sort of thing. So yeah. Hopefully he can um, help the Hurricanes build a, a strong lineup for yeah. next season. Both in the WBB and the BBL, we haven't had much success. No, we're, well, we're only, we the, only one of two sides in the men's that haven't yeah, ever won a title. But we're probably, we would be the only side, I reckon, over the women's and men's to win a title. Well, who's the other one in the Melbourne, men's? Melbourne Stars. Have they won one in the women's? Yeah, I'm not I think sure. they beat Perth Scorchers a few years ago. Mm, I think they won. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and in other cricket coaching news, Dan Marsh is um, heading over to the Commonwealth Games as an assistant coach for the women's Aussie side. Oh, yeah. So that's big news. Well done to Dan. Uh, he's the assistant coach of the Hobart Hurricanes women, as mm. we were just speaking of. So great recognition for him to get the nod. Um, that's partly come about because Matthew Mott has right. moved on. To England. To coach England in the white pole stuff. Men's. Yeah. So, but no, great work by Dan. And that'll be a good experience for... Not only Dan, but all the um, Australian women's cricketers and support staff to be in the the Commonwealth Games village. Well, yeah, yeah. When like when you're growing up, you never think you're gonna go to like the Commonwealth Games when you play cricket. No, that's right. So 
So it would be a unique experience for them and, and something it, they'll remember forever, I'm sure. And it would be the same if cricket gets in the Olympics. Yes, like, well, let's hope so, yeah. Like, I never dream of going to the Olympics, but... As Maybe in, you could. Exactly. Cricket might be a sport in the Olympics. 2032, mate. Mm. You'll be... What, 20? 20? Yeah. You'll, you'll be in the mix if you if you want to get there, mate. Mm. Just got to pick your sport. Yeah. Okay. Righto. <laughs> and on to tennis. Rafa Nadal. Mm, 14 um, play titles. Yeah. And 22 overall. So Novak Djokovic is... It's getting harder and harder yeah. for him to break it. Because it looks like he's going to, but then with all the vaccination stuff... Yeah. Well, that's right. He can't come back to Australia, we don't think, for a couple of years. Um, so, yeah, Nadal goes to 22 Grand Slam titles, the most ever on the men's side, ahead of Novak and Roger on 20. And, yeah, these 14th Roland Garros um, title. And also the 14th French Open title that Rafa's won since Essendon last won a final in the AFL. <laughs> Did say that on uh, one of the Facebook pages that we follow. It was quite amusing. <laughs> and in golf, um, speaking of titles, Minji Lee, 26-year-old Australian, um, become the, only the third Australian to win the Women's US Open mm. and also only the third Australian to win multiple majors yeah, in women's golf. She's only 26 mm. as well, which is very young in golf, as in like... That's right. Golf, you can play when you're a lot older. Mm. And I think she's not ranked number three in the world. So, yeah, you're right. She could um, play, yeah, for, play like for another 20, 20, yeah, 20, 20 years, years if she wants to. Uh, and if if she can keep at that level. So, yeah. yeah, good on her. She doesn't turn it into the next Ash Barty and just go <laughs> sport to sport. Well, yeah, maybe. And in soccer news... Um, the World Cup qualifiers going on at the moment, so we got up and watched the Socceroos beat um, the UAE. Beat the UAE two one. We we watched the second half together. And we didn't saw we? all the goals. Yes, because it was a four a.m. kick off Australian Eastern time, so we thought we'll get up at five and watch the second half. So that worked quite well. And yeah. We'll probably do the same on Tuesday. Against Peru, up. I'm not confident. No. Peru, Peru beat us at the last World Cup. They did. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm not terribly I'm confident. Surprised they're not already in it. Hmm. Well, they always have a tough draw getting in. Yeah, they've got South Argentina America. and Brazil and like Uruguay. Uh, yeah. Uh, even Chile. Yeah. Uh, Colombia. South America is a like smallish continent, but. M- Pretty much all the countries are good at soccer. That's right. It's not, not like like um for example USA, get into qualifying and have got into the World Cup. They don't really have any competition. As in Canada well, are all Canada right. Canada finished but, top actually in their group. Oh, but then who else is there like? Uh, Jamaica. Oh yeah. Mexico, who were decent. Yeah, um, Mexico so I think, would be decent think, as well. Speaking Spanish. And Honduras. Yeah, but still, it's... Um, no, you're right, it's it's less competitive. Mm. 
And yeah. there's, I think there's only six teams get through to mm. the um, final, like it's Central and North America. Mm. A bit. Um, so there's a lot of smaller countries in that Central yeah. American region. A bit like us, we like, haven't really got a tough draw in like the Pacific. As in, we've got New Zealand, but then we've got like... Yeah, but that's why we went to Asia yeah. a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, because we to, wouldn't have any... To be more competitive. Yeah. yeah. Which... In some ways, makes it harder to get through because we play against yeah. other good teams. But the Oceania Conference only has half a spot, so New Zealand have to. So New Zealand won the Oceania region, but they well, have yeah. to then play a playoff game like Australia's doing at the moment. Yeah, so. So at least Australia do have the chance to automatically qualify through Asia, and they weren't mm. able to do it this time around. But yeah, it all comes down to Tuesday morning our mm. time now. Yeah, um, may as well just won. Have won the Oceania Conference. <laughs> yeah, but we're be- you'd argue that we're better for it having gone through Asia yeah. and played well, more. Yeah, we're playing more competitive That's sides, right. so it's harder and it's like better. Yeah, exactly. We don't want a repeat of who was it that we beat thirty one nil. Ah, yeah, American Samoa. Yeah, we don't want a repeat of that. Funny, funny story with that thirty one nil. They didn't actually know if it was thirty two nil or thirty one nil. Someone lost track of the score. And so Archie Thompson scored 13 goals, which is a world record. Well, it was at the time anyway. But they weren't sure if he scored 13 or 14. And they weren't sure if it was 31 or 32. Mm. <laughs> That's how many goals there were. Yeah. Um, and in other World Cup soccer news, uh, Wales qualified for the first time for the World Cup since 1958. Yeah. So they'll, they're now in the group with England, so that's a big rivalry, oh. Wales and England, and USA and Iran. Mm, yeah, that should be a relatively easy group for England, as in USA okay, but they're not great, and Iran I don't think are too great either, Yeah. Like compared to England. Yeah, so you'd back England to get through and that group? Then it's just a fight for second spot. Yeah. And, you know, Wales have Gareth Bale, who's a, a pretty amazing player, so who knows, they they might be able to cause an upset, but good on them getting into the World Cup. Like, yeah. That's a great result for them after however many years that is, 1958 to this year. So. 74, no, yeah. 64. 64, yeah. Close enough. Yeah, and funnily enough, the World Cup would actually be going on right now. It would have just started. If we weren't playing in the UAE. In Qatar, it is. Yeah. Um, Subcontinent. Next to UAE. Hot. Yeah, hence they're playing in December to avoid the worst of the heat. Hmm. Um, yes, so uh, November, December, I think it is. So, yeah, we've got a little while to wait. And then we'll only have like three and a half years between the next World Cup. That's right, yeah. And on to AFL news. Um, talk us through some of the recent results over the last couple um, of rounds, some, some of the highlights. Not some heat, massive results, as in, I don't know, well, it's been by round, so, well, something. On Thursday night at the Richmond Port Adelaide game, there was only like 20, I think, 21,000 people at the MCG. 21,000 at a Richmond home game. But, unheard of. Yeah, but you understand it. As in, it's school night. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. Like, and rich, like, Port Adelaide on a big side, so. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Middle of winter. And, 
And today we've got North Melbourne versus GWS. Oh. How's that going to go? I know, at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, yeah. I don't Could be a record lowest ever crowd at Marvel. Yeah, like they won't. Like they can only get thirteen thousand for a Melbourne North Melbourne game when Melbourne have just won the premiership. Yeah. Let alone a Melbourne GWS game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of crowds, we actually yeah. forgot to cover it earlier, but uh, we were talking yesterday about NBA oh, stadium yeah. capacities. So. We actually looked up, so their um, their biggest capacity stadium is about twenty mm. two thousand. Yeah, I think twenty one thousand something. And their smallest is, is like seventeen and a half thousand. Yeah. Um, just on that, I forgot to tell you yesterday. The biggest stadium in the basketball stadium in the world, apart from, well, it's like the biggest NBA stadium, but the next biggest. Is fifty five thousand? Well, actually, I think the Tokyo Olympic one was like forty thousand, but fifty five thousand in the Philippines. For a bu- indoor stadium. Yeah, it's gonna host the twenty twenty three World Cup final, because it's in the fi- basketball Philippines. final. Yeah. Oh wow! No, I hadn't heard of that. That's amazing. Yeah, it just goes back like it's. I I don't think it's many years, but the seats just go back forever. Yeah. Wow. Well. Well, they'd have to. Um, and we were actually talking about um, stadium capacity because we were watching the NBA finals as we talked about and uh, from TD Garden and we were talking about capacity, so we looked it up and we were also then comparing it against Australian oh. stadium capacities. And so we are talking about John Kane Arena, which holds how many? 10,000. 10,000, yeah. But you could argue both John Kane, John Kane Arena is a like multi-purpose stadium like it was Correct. built for like the australian open yeah that's right so it's like yeah and kudos bank arena is a basketball venue mostly but that was built for the olympics so you could like the biggest yeah. just basketball arena is probably rac arena what is it rac arena in perth yeah I think that's like 10,000. That's also multi-purpose. Like, they have concerts and things mm, there as yeah, well. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't built for, like, tennis or the Olympics. Yeah, you're so right. It was just built for, like, basketball yeah. mostly. And we were talking about this uh, with John Kane Arena because uh, tomorrow in the Suncorp Super Netball is um, Collingwood Magpies playing Melbourne Vixens in the last round, so the big Melbourne derby. And if Collingwood win they get through and make their first ever finals in SSN history. Wow. And the Vixens are already um, going to finish on top. And, uh, yeah, so they're apparently, I'm hearing that the game's already sold out. Wow. So they'll wow. be, you know, somewhere close to 10,000. They might not quite be with, you know, um, member, like member sponsor tickets, tickets and, and corporates and t- things. Yeah. And member tickets. That's like. right. But they'll get, you'd think, you know, 8,000 or more. Um, which is a pretty good result for netball, so yeah, that's good to see. And that game's actually starting at one o'clock tomorrow, um, so it'll it takes about two hours. So it'll finish around three ahead of um the Collingwood mm. Melbourne football game. Yeah, over at the MCG but starting at three twenty. That's a bit of a like rate. The reason is though, it's like a bit annoying if you want to go to that though, because the big freeze is on at like two thirty. Mm. So you miss the big freeze. Well, it might nearly be done. Yeah, but still. And yeah. it's like a 10-minute walk. Yeah, that's right. 
So anyway, back to AFL. Um, so the D's are actually speaking of the demons in Collingwood game. They're coming off two losses, mm-hmm. unheard of. Um, yeah. And Brisbane got over our Saints last night, and Freo got the job done against Hawthorne in a tight mm. game. So they've now there's a three way tie mm. at the top of the ladder with Melbourne obviously still mm-hmm. yet to play. Um, so things are tightening up at the top. Um, just saying, the Saints did play okay last night, as in we were down to one rotation at one stage. Yeah. Plus, Brisbane at the Gabba, like they were saying last night, they've lost one out of their last 25 games, not including finals. Well, they've won 24 out of 25 at the Gabba. It's a good record, and yeah, they're certainly a good team, and certainly tough to beat at the Gabba. So you're right, the Saints did okay. Um I don't think they deserve to win mm. um, the and way we in, played. But. We were never... We were always trying to go, like, for that... We're always been trying to go for, like, that fourth spot. Like, Melbourne, Brisbane, Fremantle, then, like, us. Yeah. So, like, we never want... We're going to finish above Brisbane, I don't think. No. No, I think you're right. Brisbane are, are a level ahead of the Saints, I think. Um. So speaking of AFL, there was some talk um, in the last few weeks um, with the NRL having state of origin going on about um, you know, whether, mm. hypothetically, whether the AFL could resurrect mm. state of origin. It always gets talked about each, this time what, every year. Each year they could have like a All-Stars versus Victoria game just at the start of the season, like a pre-season game or like an All-Australian team versus... Like like a Victorian team of people who aren't in the old Australian team. Yeah. Or something like that. I think that's a great idea. Um, so there's been a few um, media outlets have put together their Victorian team, like if there was a, a Victorian yeah. State of Origin team playing an All-Stars or a SAWA, uh, one of those, they've put together some teams just mm. hypothetically. So we've been having a look at them, haven't we? And that's... Actually, um, made us sort of think about a our Tassie team, and obviously there's been a lot of talk about Tasmania getting an AFL side. Mm. And so at the start of the season, we actually put together what our Tassie State of Origin team yeah. would look like. I'm just saying something. I'm just remembering. Um, Isaac Chug is in there, mm. who probably most people haven't heard of. Rookie draft from Collingwood. He's making his debut this week. Oh, is he? Yeah. Tomorrow. Oh, well, excellent. he was named. I don't. He'll probably. He might end up unextended into change. Oh, okay. I'll have to look later. We'll check on that. But yeah, just quickly touching on the team we put together. It's actually not a bad team if you look at it. So, mm. up forward we had Ben Brown, Jack Rewalt, Brady Myercheck, uh, Jackson Callow, who's played a few games for Hawthorne now. Uh, we had just Chase Jones from Adelaide. We sort of popped into the forward line. Well, He's probably he... not a forward. But... Like a midfielder yeah. forward, like he could probably play forward. Um, Robbie Fox from Sydney um, was in there, and through the midfield and wings, we had Lockie Weller. Well, he's just done his ACL. We, yes, he has. Yeah, Taryn Thomas, Aaron Hall. Taryn Thomas actually just been dropped, so our side's no. maybe not going so well, right? Taryn Thomas and Aaron Hall are two decent players, though. And on the ball, uh, Toby Nankervis would be our starting ruckman. Wow. Uh, Hugh Greenwood, Mitch Robinson. Yeah. Um, 
And then in the back line, Jimmy Webster for the Saints, who's been playing pretty well oh. the last few weeks. Um, Jeremy Howe, centre-half back. yeah. Mantle at Richmond. Um, had Pierce from Fremantle, who's finally having a good run touch wood yeah, with the injury. Yeah, And I reckon he's a sneaky chance for all Australian. Um, Jake Collard-Jasney. And uh, Ryan Gardner for the Bulldogs. And then we had on the bench uh, Phillips. Uh, Ruckman from Essendon, Chug you spoke about, um, Jay Lockhart, mm. who hasn't has he played yet? Nah. Nah, and um, Banks for mm. Richmond as well, Sam Banks. Um, our like ruck stocks are pretty good, as in Aaron Phillips is our bench ruck, and then Toby Nankervis, but both Brown and Rewalt can easily ruck. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, our big men department's pretty good. And um, Marchek has been in career best form this year. Yeah. And he's kicked like thirty goals or something. So as we've talked about before on the podcast, if Tassie were to get a side, and um, in a couple of months there'll be a decision made on that front, then you know there's a a fair group of players there that you could uh, try and lure back to Tassie. Um, obviously some of them might retire by the yeah, time. Yeah, but like the team players comes like Taron Thomas would be a good yeah. get, and even Lockie Weller. Yeah, um, check. Some of those younger players like Mansell. Even Ben Brown. Yeah, um, but you'd obviously. Um, draft and, and recruit players from other states as well, just like every yeah. other team does in the AFL. But um, there's still a, a good core group of and Tasmanian if players. if we really want a team, we need to fix up the TSL, as in mm. TSL's just not competitive. Yeah. Really. And in final AFL news, um, there's some controversy with the Melbourne Demons this week, mm. wasn't there, mate? Yeah. Very controversial. Um, yeah, so Max Gorn has not had a bounce in his career. Oh, is that, that what you were saying about? Oh. <laughs> so controversially has not taken a bounce in, I think, 174 games he's played. And how many games he, has he played in his career? No, that's it. That's, oh, that's his that's whole his career. career. So, he, so he has not ever taken a bounce in the AFL. And... And he's the played the most games of current players not to have taken a bounce, um, um, so it's very controversial. Yeah, well, I know you know what I reckon. Now that we've said that, he'll come out and take like five bounces and kick goal of the year <laughs> tomorrow. I reckon he's a fair chance to take one tomorrow. Um, he's this. I. I suspect he's the sort of bloke that will probably um, see that that record exists and. Probably think about taking a bounce. 171 <laughs> games, I just checked. I was oh. a couple off. Yeah. And the top five... Are all ta- tall, key forwards and Ruckman, so... Tom Hickey in at number two, 128 games. He's Ruckman. Um, Matt Tabernard, 109. Forward. Nan Kervis, we just spoke about, 109. Ruckman. And Tim O'Brien now at the Bulldogs after Hawthorne. I he's think he's like a half games. Ruckman. O'Brien. He's yeah, like a, he's a tall forward. Yeah, yeah, they're all tall forward. They all tall players. Except yeah. yeah, tall and yeah. And finally, to finish on in AFL news, um, St Kilda actually announced their nineteen nineties um, team of the decade. Mm-hmm. Some really good names in there. Um, just just quickly touching on a couple. So this was announced in recent weeks. Um, 
and there was a, a little get together, a bit like Essendon the other night celebrating their hundred and fifty years. Um, they had all their past players at the MCG. We caught a bit of that on the coverage. St Kilda had a, a little function with their fa- past players. But some of those that were named in that nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety nine period, um, team of the decade. Uh, Danny Frawley at fullback, the late great. Uh, Max Hudson and Daryl Wakeland, Justin Peckett in the back line. Through the middle, Andrew Thompson, a great player. Ozzy Jones, one of my favourites. Uh, oh. On the ball, Peter Everett in the ruck, spied up. Um, Robert Harvey, Nathan Burke, pretty good combination there. Forward line isn't bad, just yeah. taking a glance. Pretty amazing forward line, actually. Stewie Lowe at centre-half forward. Tony Lockett, of course, at full forward. Barry Hall and Jason Heatley, the other tall forwards. Mm-hmm. With Nicky Winmar just uh, sneaking in the half-forward flank. And Brett Bowie um, sneaking into the forward pocket. And uh, making the interchange, Stephen Zillow, Jamie Shanahan, uh, some of the names there. And so they actually named two coaches, Ken Sheldon and Stan Owls. Um, interesting decision there. But, yeah, good to see that um, team announced. So, mm. yeah. Any other news, no, Oliver, not... from the sporting world? Um, Not really. Oh, it's just, oh, you just pointed yeah. out... Um, oh, yeah. Um, In the waffle last week, Nat Fife obviously made his day comeback yesterday, but in the waffle last week, there was a few debutants for Peel Thunder. Oh, yeah. I'll just go through them. Seb Kuwek, Jackson Egan, Guy Barnes, Jacob Hewitt, and Nat Fife. Oh, yeah, made their debut for Peel. So, yeah. yeah. So is that some of the same name? Um, Nat yeah, Fife. yeah, Nat. Fife. Just a youngster making yeah. making totally his debut. Totally hasn't won two Brownlow medals, <laughs> and it's probably Fremantle's equals if equal, if not best ever player. Behind, just in front of Matthew Pavlich, best so player ever. We're just looking at a photo here of the five players lined up with their Peel Thunder Guernsey and um, having having a nice little photo together to celebrate their debut, and um, just yeah, Nat Fife in the corner there with. Um, just his two brown lows and 200-odd AFL games. But imagine being one of those other four. Yeah. So you could... You I debuted with Nat yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, very good. Good spotting, Oliver. All right. We might leave it there yeah. then. Mm-hmm. We've got, as we mentioned last episode, we've got a few sports profiles coming up. So um, there'll be one published this week with Mitch Owen. Yep. And we also spoke to Al Advince, I spoke mm-hmm. I talked about it just before, so that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks and yep. we've also recorded another couple. So yep. over the next um four weeks or so we should have um quite a few coming out. Yep. Hmm. All right, mate. We'll leave it there. Yep. And we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm. See ya. See you. Thank you.